This week on The Vision, global warming or climate change is a daily reminder in the mainstream media. But this is not the first time we've been warned that a change in climate could end life on Earth. Back in the 70s, the media was sounding an alarm over the coming ice age because of global cooling. This issue may have changed, but the need for preparation has always been with us. Are you ready for the coming kingdom of God? This is The Vision, written by the late David Wilkerson in 1974. When it was first published, the prophecies Wilkerson wrote about were unthinkable. Sadly, in the 21st century, these foresights now read like old news headlines. The Vision is brought to you by World Challenge, a ministry dedicated to empowering, equipping, and encouraging Christians in their daily faith. We are committed to evangelism and helping the least of these everywhere in the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me suggest you try the Gary Wilkerson podcast. Gary is the son of David Wilkerson and the president of World Challenge. In the Gospels, Jesus often addresses a skewed perspective on God's favor. Today, many Christians struggle with a similar off-balance view, believing that some unknown sin or divine legislation separates them from God's favor. In response, Gary's podcast discusses a brighter, more biblical picture of God's favor. He also looks at ways that believers can live a more holistic life through Jesus Christ. You can find the Gary Wilkerson podcast on the World Challenge website worldchallenge.org. New episodes are released every Thursday. Now, Chapter 9 of The Vision, God's Message for the Prepared, read by Jason Staples. This has been a good year for bad news. Our daily papers read more like chilling fiction than truth. We get daily doses of news about high food prices, disastrous weather, energy crises, and record-setting storms and floods ravaging the world. Words like violent, record, unseasonable, and record-breaking keep appearing in weather forecasts everywhere. When weather should have been fair and sunny, tornadoes and floods have struck instead. Where weather was once cold, it has become extremely and unseasonably hot. Meteorologists do their best to predict these disasters and analyze them as they happen, but none of them can explain what is causing disastrous weather changes to happen so frequently. Many people today are convinced that the world is out of control. Institutions we have always trusted seem to be falling apart. The government can no longer provide solutions, and even the most astute world leaders are baffled by world conditions. It is shattering to our confidence when high officials shrug their shoulders and confess they understand no more than we do about what is happening. There are no more simple answers to our complex questions. In light of what we have seen in the last five years in the way of violence, immorality, crime, lawlessness, and tragedy, can you imagine what we are about to witness in the next decade? The way tragedies and disasters are striking the earth with such frequency and intensity would suggest that the earth is suffering labor pains. The Bible says God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. This old earth will pass away and melt with fervent heat. The very elements are to be melted away. We are witnessing not so much the death of an old world, but the birth of a new one. These are exciting days for true Christians. God, in His love and mercy, is allowing disasters to strike the earth to warn all who will hear that Jesus is coming back and that it's time to get ready. He loves His children too much to bring His new kingdom to pass without warning. He knows that mankind is hard of hearing and that it takes disasters of earthquake proportions to get his attention. These disasters are a kind of countdown too painful to ignore 
choreographed by God to set the stage for the final moments of time. These labor pains will become more frequent and intense as we approach the last hour. There will be more famines, more pestilences, more earthquakes in more places, and all of this is just the beginning of sorrows. Yet the message of the Bible to all true believers is, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Luke 21, 28. Men's hearts are failing them from fear over the things happening to this earth. People are hoarding, saving up, and getting ready for the coming worldwide recession. Even devout Christians are getting caught up in this wave of fear and anxiety about the future. People are afraid the ship is sinking. Mankind is yearning for security, and it has led to an epidemic of grabbing for houses, land, money, and guaranteed income. Does it all sound scary? Is the truth frightening? Is it really possible that the end of the world is upon us? Is this the very point in time that all the prophets in the Bible predicted would come? Are we actually living in the generation in which all these predictions will be fulfilled? Can even the most devout Christian remotely understand how terribly close this earth is to its midnight hour? One thing is certain. Everything appears to be falling apart as far as the natural eye can discern. Even the most doubtful person on earth must, in his honest moments, admit that something apocalyptic is taking place in the world. Along with the vision of calamities, God gave me a very special message of hope for all true believers. I desperately questioned God about all the things I saw coming. I asked Him to show me how Christians could do all they have to do in a limited time when so many were forsaking and going into hiding. How can Christians keep fear out of their hearts? How can they face all the news reports and anticipate all the calamities and disasters without being afraid for their homes and children? Do they abdicate and turn this old world over to the devil and let him have his way? Do they pay off all their bills, salt away some reserves in the bank, then just try to ride it all out, hoping that a better day will come? Do they buy a farm or a piece of land and flee to the country, hoping they can escape the coming tragedies? Will they eat, drink, and be merry, just living it up? knowing they have death hanging over their heads? Do they let their motivation die and surrender to fear? Do they abandon all their dreams and ambitions and become as hermits looking for truth? Dear friend, hear what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Just five little words, but so powerful that they awakened in me a glorious new hope and faith. Those five little words are, God has everything under control. That's right. Everything is under control. In spite of earthquakes, famines, pestilences, hailstorms, killer heat waves, floods, hurricanes, and epidemics, nature is not out of control. Everything that we see now happening has been clearly predicted in God's word. Nothing can happen in nature or to nature unless our God allows it. The Bible predicts that the wrath of God is to be outpoured on this earth through an unleashed nature designed to warn mankind of the coming judgment. Nature is controlled and limited by God, and it cannot cross those limits unless God permits it. God told Job, 
I shut up the sea with doors, set bars and doors to stay the proud waves, took hold of the ends of the earth that the wicked might be shaken out of it, reserved the treasures of hail and snow against the day of battle, divided watercourses for the overflow of water, set the domain of the earth and the ordinances of the heavens, stayed the bottles of heaven, sent forth lightnings, and scattered the wind upon the earth. See Job 38. Child of God, you need no longer fear the unleashed violence of nature. God is still king of the flood. He is calling, chastising, and warning all his children to heed the signs. But there is a hiding place for believers. The Bible states, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Psalms 34, 7. If you trust God, you can look every disaster in the face and proclaim with confidence, My God is speaking to this universe and His power is being demonstrated. I will just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Even Satan is under control. As with Job, God may permit him to touch every material and physical thing around you, but he cannot possess you or rob you of your faith in God. The devil's power is limited, and even baby Christians can put him to flight simply by resisting him through the word and the blood of Christ. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will run from you. Does that sound like defeat? Does that suggest a victorious devil? Does that suggest Christians should fear demon possession? Never. God has everything under control, and we are under his control. Do not ever fear Satan. It is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. Wherever you got your spirit of fear, you did not get it from God. So why put up with it? Shake it off. Because God's message for this hour is God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Satan can attempt to swamp you with filth and smut and vex your soul with every imaginable kind of evil. He can persecute you, and the enemies of Christ can revile and hate you. You can wind up penniless, having to pray for your very next meal. You can be hated and rejected by your own family and given up by your closest friends. But the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ear is open to their prayer. We are not to fear anyone who can destroy the body, but to respect and honor only him that can touch the soul. No power in heaven or on earth can touch a man's confidence and faith in Jesus Christ. No demon, no devil, no human power can destroy the soul. You and I, everything that touches us are under his control. It's true. No matter how things look in this drunken world, all things are still working together for good to everyone who loves God and are the called according to his purpose. Let the dollar fail. Let depression or recession come with its unemployment and fear. Let pollution and inflation come. Let there be wars and rumors of wars. Let the fabric of society disintegrate. Let mankind go to the drunken brink of disaster. For the true child of God, everything is still under control. It really doesn't matter. Nothing can harm those who abide under the shelter of His almighty wings. The shadow of the Almighty is bigger than any fearful shadow this age can project. 
God's children need fear no evil. His children will never beg for bread, and he will supply every true need up to the very last minute of time. God has not promised to keep his children from suffering. He has not promised to keep us from facing an hour of need. We have no promise of world peace, tranquility, security, or continuous financial well-being. We are promised peace and security of soul and mind, the supernatural provision for every true need, and assurance that we would never have to beg for bread. God would rather we all come to the place Paul the Apostle came to when he said, Having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. 1 Timothy 6.8 The future looks evil and foreboding, but David said in the Psalms, I will fear no evil. This is the message for believers today. The future is also under his control, so we need not fear. God has it all pre-programmed. He knows the exact moment Christ will return. The final tribulation, the judgment, and the battle of Armageddon are all on his calendar. The God who controls all of heaven and earth said, The nations are as a drop in the bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. All nations before him are as nothing, less than nothing. Isaiah 40, 15, and 17. God wants us to keep working until the return of Christ. That means simply that we are to work as though the end will never come and live as though it were coming tomorrow. The great evangelist D.L. Moody was asked, What would you do today if you knew Jesus Christ was coming tomorrow? His answer came, I would plant a tree. So let it be. Let the true Christian go about planting and sowing God's seed and keeping busy doing God's work. When he returns, let him find us doing his will. God is still counting the very hairs on our heads. He is still counting the sparrows that fall. He is still hearing petitions before they are asked. He is still answering before being called. He is still giving abundantly more than we can ask or think. So why be afraid? I believe the prepared Christian is going to face a time of sorrow and tribulation. I believe he will be tested, tried, and tempted. I believe true Christians are going to witness many of the horrors described in this vision. But I am also firmly convinced in my own heart and mind, and I have the witness of the Holy Spirit in my heart, that God is suddenly going to deliver his true children from his final fury that will be outpoured on the earth. He will deliver his children from the most gruesome hour of disaster that the Bible predicts will fall upon the earth. Prepared Christians, wake up. Everything is under control and God is at work. He is saving, healing, baptizing, and getting his house in order. To fear is to blaspheme. We are commanded to encourage ourselves in the Lord and to begin to sing and rejoice as we see the final hour approach. Do I hear someone ask, but how can I rejoice when I see this old sin-cursed world falling apart? My answer is the Bible answer. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain, waiting the redemption. Romans 8, 22 through 23. A woman in labor may scream because of pain, yet in her heart she rejoices because of the fact of new birth. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of Satan is falling. So the Christian can with confidence say, 
God has everything under control. You've been listening to Jason Staples and his reading of Chapter 9 of The Vision, God's Message for the Prepared. The Vision is brought to you by World Challenge, a ministry dedicated to empowering, equipping, and encouraging Christians in their daily faith. We are committed to evangelism and helping the least of these everywhere in the world. Everyone needs inspiration, and we're better to turn for motivation and encouragement than the Bible. At World Challenge, we've highlighted our favorite verses through every day of the year in our free online devotional. More than anything, we want you to be refreshed as you either start your day or settle in for the evening. It's our gift to you. You can find it at worldchallenge.org. Next week on The Vision, the final chapter, where David Wilkerson reminds us it's our move now. That's next week on The Vision.